Okay, guys, we're going to continue with some fun facts. Fun facts about the the battle between the real owner and author and creator of the Matrix. The Terminator franchises, Sophia Stewart. Fun facts. In the summer of 1986, Sophia Stewart answered an ad in a national magazine in which the Wachowski W-A-C-H-O-W-S-K-I Kowski Brothers and I'll just open the parentheses and say they've both uh, changed they're now no longer brothers they are sisters Look on YouTube and you can see the new Wachowski sisters. Continuing. The Wachowski brothers were looking for a science fiction manuscript to make into a comic book. At the time the work was submitted, the Wachowskis who less than a decade ago were running a small construction business in their native Chicago town. At the time the work was submitted, the Wachowskis received all of Stewart's copywritten work, all of Stewart's copywritten work, Excuse me. This included the original draft, special effects, graphic illustrations, character analysis, synopsis, the making of the third eye in Stewart's six-page movie treatment about the evolution of consciousness which was used in the first original movie of, quote, The Matrix, two hours and 40 minutes, end quote. This movie had a Star Wars introduction with the words to explain the plot going up into the void. There was an interview by Andrew Smith, which appeared in the Guardian newspaper on Friday, February the 7th, 1997 explaining how this 
verbatim intro was added to the movie by the Wachowski brothers at the First Story Conference. And after the FBI's investigation, it was no longer a part of the movie. Stewart saw this same introduction on the national release of the Matrix movie on March 31st, 1999. The Wachowskis are claiming in the same newspaper article that Warner Brothers Studio made them put an intro in the movie to explain the plot. In June of 1999, Stewart went on the FBI and U.S. Attorney Office in Salt Lake City, Utah. Why did they miss went to the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office in Salt Lake City, Utah for criminal prosecution. Salt Lake City oh, correction during the FBI investigation it was discovered that more than a half hour of the original film in the verbatim intro was later taken out in an attempt to protect Warner Brothers. Okay, let me open a parenthesis. Sophia explained that she went into she went to the FBI in the US attorney in and complained showed them her copyrighted material and wanted the investigation open for criminal copyright fraud against the studio and the Bukowski. It's it's not clear the way it's written. It's misleading. It makes it sound as though she was called in for an investigation. But that's not what happened. protect Uh-oh. hold on I lost my page <laughs> alright
during the FBI investigation, it was discovered that more than a half hour of the original film and the verbatim intro was later taken out in an attempt to protect Warner Brothers from libel action. Okay, that's what the FBI investigation showed that they took out more than a half hour and the introduction. And Sophia explained in her interviews how six minutes of the music, more than six minutes of the six seconds of the music it's considered fraud unauthorized use of the muse of more than six seconds of the music is considered copyright fraud and she tells you in her interviews exactly how many minutes in the movie would constitute a criminal copyright Fraud, but the whole, um, the whole franchise is more than. There's two different franchises. Matrix is one, the Terminator is another, and there are prequels and sequels and all this. So. It didn't really do anything to take out 30 minutes. That wouldn't help at all. Okay, continuing. The Matrix movie is not original or a new movie, but a remake of the Terminator movie and series. The letter dated June 1, 1999 from Warner Brothers states that the Matrix film is based on an original screenplay and contains an original story created by its authors. This same letter also fails to name the authors and that there is no, quote, source work, close quote, or any underlying work for the basis of the movie. Wow. Now I have to open another parenthesis because Sophia explains in her interviews why that's patently false that she made sure that she replied to the request from these movie studios for copies while she was still at USC in the early 1980s after she had copyrighted 
the third eye matrix the matrix and the terminator after she had copyrighted all that material there were different people in the studio that received copies and even offered uh, offered her millions that she turned down and so years later the next decade here they are with a movie on the screen claiming there is no source work or underlying work for the basis of the movie continuing Warner Brothers defrauded the public by repackaging and remaking many cuts and derivatives of the same movie. Wow. Some of the public would, let me stop here again, open a parenthesis. Sophia Stewart had written a giant, giant, um, guess you would call it an epic novel and what happened was the studio broke it up into two separated the matrix from the terminator when the terminator as Sophia creates says she created it the terminator was the create the prequel it was the prequel to The Matrix, the way she wrote it. But they reversed it and chopped it up and defrauded the public according to what she's saying. Continuing, Warner Brothers defrauded the public by repackaging and remaking many cuts and derivatives of the same movie. Some of the public was unaware of this, but a lot of the die-hard Matrix fans noticed the deception. The Matrix movie is a derivative of the Terminator and a carry-on of the series at Media Play a national sales outlet to buy DVDs etc. The Matrix and Terminator products are packaged the same and are sold side by side in retail space in this same store, proving that the defendants continued this form of fraud and deception. In other words, they continue the willful infringement upon Stewart's federal copyrighted work and never had any intention of stopping.
Alanis Moore in 1999 to the present. Warner Brothers distributed the Matrix film in 38 countries. Hmm. Possibly more. They continue to revise and renew the movie. <laughs> they were ever changing the script, reflecting the differences and masking the similarities. Several different versions of the movie were produced after Stewart's demand letter, April 9, 1999, requesting payment. The movie cuts six pages, two hours and 40 minutes. Oops. One thirty six, one hundred and thirty six minutes, one hundred and thirty minutes. Wait, the movie cut six pages. Thirty-six minutes, one hundred and thirty minutes. USA, one forty-four. Two hours, fifteen minutes, one thirty-five minutes. Okay, all of that is what was cut out of the movie. Warner Brothers and. Joel Silvers, among others, distributed, created, and adapted the stolen manuscript into the movie called The Matrix under the guise of the Wachowskis as the co-writers, co-directors, and co-producers, when in reality, the Wachowskis cannot prove they even wrote the Matrix film at all. They have no copyrights to the Matrix film to prove ownership. Look at the state court declaration dated July 16, 2003. And the second one dated September 11, 2003. That must be what she meant in her interview. She's talking about look at docket 281 and 283. So that's either the Los Angeles. Yeah, that would be Los Angeles State Court docket 281 283 or something close to that 
dated July 16, 2003, and September 11, 2003. And that's where she was in a fierce, fierce battle up against all the West Coast powers. And they threw it out of court on a technicality. I want to say one of the reasons she said it was thrown out of court was her attorneys dropped the ball. One attorney was playing a double game. He was playing he was playing games with the defendants, Wachowskis and Warner, when he was supposed to be representing her. And another New York attorney, she says, uh, did not have license or had suspended license and didn't mention that he was serving time in jail or there was uh, she was fighting so many different battles and powers and conglomerates and huge law firms <laughs> she eventually was and she was successful but it, it was only after she moved her case to uh, Utah after seven years of fighting she was able to finally win but uh, the battle was just that's an epic franchise movie itself if someone can make that movie they'll, uh, they'll be set for life Where did I leave off? All right. Continuing the FBI in 2001 explained that the Terminator series and the Matrix trilogies were from the same source work. More examples of the conspiracy to still the epic work. Warner Brothers in 1984 distributed T1 and T2 under the guise of HBO. That's Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Under the guise of HBO subsidiary. Warner Brothers had knowledge of the Third Eye epic as far back as 1981. Sony is a subsidiary of Columbia Pictures, now owned by Viacom. Because Sophia Stewart worked at Columbia, and gave her epic 
to Dick Barris in June 1981. Columbia is on the same lot with Warner Brothers. Wow. That's just a tiny bit of this epic battle. There is so much more to this. Mm. Okay. Thank you for listening.
poem about Hank the Tank, a bear, a big bear. <laughs> oh, Hank the Tank, a bear with a plan to eat all the food at the teddy bear's cookout. He filled up his belly while gobbling the grub, then snuck off so no one would shout. He munched on the muffins, ate all the scones, then filled up on honey and toast. He polished off a pie, then filled his cup with honey and jam that he loved the most. He kept on eating and gnashing away until the whole picnic was gone. But the teddy bear still had a great day even though Hank the Tank ate them all. <laughs> On a lighter note, online from CNBC.com Megan Sauer published Tuesday, November 28, 2023 Side Hustles Quote, 41-year-old Side Hustle brings in 125 thousand five hundred dollars a year and costs zero to start. The riches are found in niches. This woman has a big beautiful smile on her face. This quote, kindergarten teacher Becky Powell's side hustle, making worksheets for other educators, brings in six figures per year. Oh, wait till my sister hears this. <laughs> oh, 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 this story is part of CNBC. Make make its six-figure side hustle series where people with lucrative side hustles break down the routines and habits they've used to make money on top of their full-time job. Got a story to tell? Let us know. 
email us at askmakeit at cnbc.com. This says Becky Powell spends 10 hours per week on average making digital worksheets for her fellow educators to purchase. The 41-year-old kindergarten teacher in Beaverton, Oregon bought, correction, brought in $125,500 during that last year, doing that last year, according to documents reviewed by CNBC, make it. She posts her worksheet booklets designed to help teachers, designed to help teach literacy to young students to her online store on Teachers Pay Teachers an Etsy style marketplace. Powell Store site word activities currently features 427 different listings ranging from free downloads to a $30 bundle of 20 booklets when she first launched the side hustle in 2015, she earned enough to pay her monthly car insurance bill, roughly $60. In a matter of weeks, she says, period, she says, after three months, the extra income covered her and her husband's monthly student loan payments. Her classroom was her research lab and her knack for teaching children to sight read helped her fill a niche on the website, she says. She ramps up work on her side hustle each summer so she can keep a more flexible schedule during the school year. There's a beautiful picture of them. Jerome and Becky Powell run their teachers, pay teachers stores separately but the money all goes to the same place they say continuing you don't have to spend any money to get started Powell notes teachers pay teachers has both free and paid tiers for sellers
basic uh, quote basic sellers close quote keep 50 55% of their sales while quote premium sellers close quote pay $59.95 per year to keep 80% of their sales Paul pays that subscription fee as does her husband Jerome a full-time computer engineer who manages another teacher's pay teacher's store called Edit Editable E D I T A B L E Editable Activities. His store brought in an additional fifty-one thousand. last year and his search engine optimization expertise helped Powell get her store off the ground she says here Powell discusses what you need to start a worksheet side hustle why her side hustle excuse me why her side hustle has succeeded so far and how her confidence as a first time entrepreneur has helped her grow as a person Pow. question is, do you think your side hustle is replicable? Wow, yeah, I think so, especially if you have a combination of passion and knowing the education market. You need those things to identify gaps in learning and build your intuition. Question, what do you mean by that? How do you build that intuition? Answer, it's one thing to have a career in a specific market. It's another to really know it. So you have to research it. You've got to find consumers for that market and interview them so that you know it so innately and so intimately that you can see the holes. Once you marry all these things, once you marry all those things, you won't make something that might work or could work or should work. You know it will work. You started a business without any entrepreneurial experience. Question, did running a successful side hustle help you 
build confidence in or out of the classroom. Answer, I majored in education, so I've never had a business or sales mindset at all. It's not my realm. Jerome helped me understand SEO, search engine optimization, marketing, and how to step into your consumer's shoes. That's why it's been such an amazing balance. But I had to overcome the quote, what do I do? What do I do? No, must be now. It's a spelling error. I'm not in business mentality. I know, I now see my confidence coming through in my ability and willingness to teach others. I have helped eight friends and co-workers open their own stores on teachers, paid teachers. I never charge them and never would. I get a thrill when those I mentor experience their own success. Question. A lot of people have side gigs, but few bring in six figures per year. What do you think? is the way to your success. Success. Answer. My husband always told me, quote, the niches are found in niches. Close quote. Find that one area you can do really well, do really well with, and hone in on it. For me, it wasn't just how to get kids to learn sight words. It was thinking about hands-on activities and readily available tools that would engage, engage them. I really drilled, drilled, drilled down the ideas getting more specific until I hit gold at the very bottom so it's not just a niche it's finding your niche within a niche thank you for listening